Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, everyone, back to the post-game broadcast. I'm David Woods from Barona Port Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network. And we were just witness to a classic, uh, USC beat UCLA 48-45. It was a back-and-forth shootout, as pretty much anyone uh, who knew either team predicted. Um, It was, I mean, first off, I think just, you know, throw out all the, like, um, stuff I'm going to get into in just a second. It was a really fun game to watch. Um, Neither team can really play defense. Um, The offenses were executing at a pretty high level. Um, UCLA obviously had some turnover issues, but um, just response after response, play after play, um, both teams just kind of throwing body blows. Um, You know, neither one really wilting until the end. Um, Very fun game to watch. So, you know, fun way to spend a Saturday evening. Um, now that's from like an objective football fan, uh, perspective from a, uh, UCLA perspective, excruciating, absolutely excruciating game, um, for so many different reasons. Um, uh, I'll just start. These are kind of stream of consciousness because the game just ended. Um, but I'm always going to start with coaching. Uh, I thought it was a mismanaged game by UCLA again. Um, there's the obvious, which icing kickers. I don't know the math on any of that stuff. I'm not sure there is math on any of it. Um, but I personally, I didn't think it was the right move. You just saw that guy miss two 45 yarders um, where he just pushed it badly to the left. Um, doesn't have a strong leg. His career long was a 45. You don't need to ice him. He's already got the two misses in his mind. Um, so there's that. Um, the mismanagement of the final minutes of the first half, I think is haunting. Um, some of that's on coaching. Some of it's on DTR, but just to address the part that's coaching after he threw that first pick. And then after he nearly threw a pick on the next drive to Max Williams, that's the time when you scrap your plan and you just take a knee um, going into halftime because it's so important to preserve your chances of winning that section of the game. Um, and instead, uh, I think it was a play later or two plays later, Dorian throws the second pick. Um, and it was clear that they were doing stuff all night that was confusing him, uh, dropping linebackers and ends into coverage in a way that I don't think USC had been uh, doing quite a much, quite a bit, um, quite a much. That's not, that's not English. Um, quite a bit before this. Um, so I think they were throwing some new looks at him, but, um, doesn't really matter. Uh, Chip needs to be aware of what his, you know, quarterback is seeing and doing out there. And with 20 seconds, I think it was like 20 seconds left when he threw the pick, um, 20 seconds left from, I think still their own side of the field. You're, I mean, that's a, that's a tough ask anyway. Um, 
especially with a shaky kicker. So I would have, um, you know, I'm usually a pro-aggression guy. I think that was the time to just knee it out and go to the second half with a four-point lead instead of what turned out to be the uh, one-point lead. Um, Yeah, uh, I thought the end of the game was mismanaged as well. Um, You know, it ended, the result was that UCLA got the ball with two minutes to go, but let's not be results-oriented, everyone. Um, UCLA should have been onside kicking at least from that last Trojan drive, but you could make an argument that every drive in the fourth quarter should have been an onside kick. Um, The defense only very luckily got a stop because Caleb Williams decided that he wasn't going to run for a first down and instead decided to throw. Um, Otherwise, the game was going to be iced on that drive by USC. Um, UCLA, at that point in the game, they need to maximize their chances at getting a stop, which means they need to um, score quickly. And then when USC has the ball, give it to them a lot closer to your red zone because the stops that matter are the stops that keep hold them to field goals um, because you you weren't stopping this offense um, very likely uh, in open field play. Um, so I thought that was kind of mismanaged. Um, and then on the final drive, once again, UCLA was playing as if it had like 50 seconds left when it had two minutes and two timeouts, um, which again... I just don't get the first play was this bomb down the left sideline for no reason. Uh, it was into double coverage and you don't want to score quickly there. Anyway, um, you got to know what kind of game you're in. You're not, you don't want to score with two minutes to go in the game because USC is going to come down and score again. It was only luck that really got you the, the, uh, luck and bad play by Caleb Williams that got you the stop. You have to recognize these things in real time and understand what kind of game you're in. Um, They then worked it downfield, but again, it was all passes, pass, pass, pass. You have two minutes and two timeouts, and you've got Zach Charbonnet, who, um, you know, can pretty consistently generate big yardage, especially when a team is playing for the pass, which USC was doing. They were dropping their defensive ends into coverage. Um, It was the opportunity was there for a big Charbonnet run. 19 or 20 yarder. And I'm not saying you run every down, but take a couple of chances running the ball, especially on passing downs. You know, they had a, I think the one where Dorian threw the pick at the end, it was a third and five. Um, That's a really good opportunity to try to get it with the run. Um, And if you watch the play, I mean, they had, I think they ended up with three guys around the line of scrimmage and like, you know, five or six guys in the box. It was a good box count to run the ball. um, And instead threw the pick. Um, just, I, I thought it was a, uh, I, I thought it was another example of Chip Kelly struggling to um, manage games. I think he's a really good offensive play caller. I think he designs a really good offense, but the the game management piece of this is just, it's been rough now for a couple weeks in a row. But just throughout his time at UCLA, I think he makes generally the right fourth down decisions. But a lot of the timeout usage, a lot of the managing the clock, a lot of you know, go back to Fresno last year, just allowing teams more possessions than they need to have. Um, I don't know. All that's pretty frustrating. Um, from a, a defense standpoint, um, this was, uh, I think, pretty categorically the worst game of the year for UCLA's defense. Um, allowed 48, first off. Um, allowed USC to uh, get eight yards of play. Just a little glitchiness in the red zone is the only reason USC didn't score 60. Um, and it was glitchiness. I mean, 
USC dropped a like there were like at least two or three balls that were just dropped where they um where the ball was placed like on the letters on the numbers of the uh USC receiver um and just dropped um it wasn't really that UCLA was like you know doing a great job stopping them I thought they had that one nice coverage piece where Kane Madrano not Madrano um dropped back and and caught that ball over the middle but other than that I mean I thought the defense was really rough um and then you know Leatu Latu at the big sack late um, was key, but I, I thought Caleb Williams walked himself into that one. Um, so I thought the defense was really poor, um, really struggled to make an impact on this game, um, allowed a whole host of USC running backs to generate yardage, um, allowed Caleb Williams to exit the pocket and do whatever he wanted on the run. Um, he averaged well over 10 yards per throw. Um, had the one pick, but otherwise he was pretty electric. Um, Austin Jones, I mean, there was virtually no drop-off uh, from Travis Dye, which I wasn't really expecting anyway. Um, I thought the secondary played a really poor and passive game. Um, how many times did USC catch a ball and there was no one around him for 10 yards uh, pretty frequently? Um, just not a good game, especially from the corners. Um, linebackers were hit and miss. Um at times, literally, they weren't. They didn't look like they were on the field. And then at other times, I thought Kane Madrano had a good first half. Um, not just the pick. I thought he was um, really active and and um, looking active and looking like one of the few guys who could keep up running laterally with some of these dudes. Um, but overall, I mean, it was a really really bad defensive performance. And a lot of um, early, especially, it was a lot of passive play. Um, a lot of passive play calls too. Uh, on offense, um, I mean, that's where this game was again, I'm conceding the defense. They could have won this one with a, I don't know, uh, a game B plus game offensively. Uh, I thought UCLA played its B game. Um, and that even, I mean, counting the turnovers, I thought Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, had some rough decisions into essentially, I think they were all. Uh, well, two of them were just weird drops into zone coverage that he wasn't expecting, and then the other one was um, just a poorly misplaced ball uh, to Michael Ezeke that the uh, cornerback did a nice job jumping on. Um, I mean, two of those were just, yeah, I don't know if that's a unscouted look or whatever. The other one was just a bad throw. Um, but he made some great plays in the end. Um, you know, fourth quarter, I thought he you know played a heroic fourth quarter, showed a ton of toughness. Um, it's just, you know, he, he can't turn the ball over four times, um, three picks, and then the uh, fumble on the uh, sack. But that sack and that fumble, I mean, at least a huge part of that should go on the offensive line. John Gaines um, completely whiffed on the block. There was a stretch there where um, Raekwon O'Neal was completely swimming against um, – because the defensive line for USC started to really aggressively move pre-snap in the second half, and it took UCLA's offensive line a long time to adjust. Um, a long, long time. Um, and they seemed to finally get it handled. I'm not sure if it was just the play calls sped up and they started to do a little bit more quick action stuff, but it seemed like they were getting it blocked better um, in the fourth quarter. But that third quarter was really rough um, from a pass protection standpoint uh, and from a run blocking. Uh, you know, O'Neal was getting, um, you know, when they would try to do those um, plays with the entire line pulling right, they were just letting guys run through um, because they weren't tight enough and they weren't picking guys up um, quickly enough. And, you know, Charbonnet was getting the rare 
the very rare tackles for loss. Um, and I think that might have scared Chip Kelly off of running the ball in the fourth quarter um, just because he was getting stuffed so regularly. But I think that was um, a product of some aggressive numbers in the box and then um, you know some aggressive play that the offensive line seemed to scout out a little bit better um, later in the game. Um, but, you know, it was a, it was a really, really fun game. Um, just, it's, it's, it's just maddening when it's the margins. Like, it's just these things that happen, you know, at the end of the first half, it really is important to prevent that field goal from happening. Like, it really is important to, um, just try to put up some points on your final drive, but most importantly, to keep the ball, um, at the end of the first half. Um, the most important thing is to not let them score again, because then you're losing the, uh, you know, that, that doubling effect that you get from scoring before the half and then scoring at the beginning of the second half. Um, which, you know, this, there's a, there's a, a live world where UCLA is up 35, 17, three minutes into the third quarter, because they managed the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half. Well, um, and instead it was whatever it was, 24 to 20, um, so just, you know, it was a disappointing management of that period of the game, I think, really cost um, UCLA in the end. Um, but, you know, there, there was a lot of heroic effort. Um, I think, you, you know, turnovers aside, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson scored six touchdowns. Um, his running late um, with the hand, with the whatever happened, I mean, it didn't seem like he came out long, out long enough for a concussion test, but uh, seemed to bang his head. Um, but he uh, uh, he played a really heroic uh, fourth quarter um, and nearly got him back into it um, and just uh, couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't finish that drive. But um, yeah, I mean it was a it was a good fun game. Um, UCLA now nine and three or sorry now eight and three on the season uh, with Cal coming up on Friday. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's sort of a backdoor to um, a potentially disappointing season. Um, I, I would say right now, given what this team looked like two weeks ago, there's no question in my mind this is a disappointing season. Um, lost to Arizona, which that's just a bad bad loss, worst loss UCLA's had since uh, 2020, 2019, probably 2019, um, and then this one. You know, it's it's three points one way, three points another way. We're talking about a different thing, but it's three points one way, and what that means is UCLA's eight and three um, with potential. I mean, Cal is bad, but it's on the road. Um, they've shown a pulse at times. Uh, probably anybody can score on this defense at this point. Um, that's uh, you know finishing nine and three or eight and four with this schedule. That's not so good. I mean, that's 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 a bad, bad finish, no doubt. But also, this is the, you know, we were talking about it last year that, you know, the fourth year was the culmination year. And then, you know, that proved somewhat untrue because Charbonnet and DTR came back. Well, they're not coming back after this one. Um, and so, you know, eight and three or eight and four, nine and three in your culmination year, um, you know, or whatever combination of this you want to call it, the fourth or fifth year. Um, is that good enough? Because next year, I mean, it's not going to be a full rebuild, but you're going to be starting a new quarterback. Um, you're probably going to have, 
a new starting running back, likely through the transfer portal, but are they going to be as good as DTR and Zach Charbonnet? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, you know, you're, there's going to be guys to replace. Jake Bobo's going. So this, I mean, this, you don't want to say, oh, high watermark, but <laughs> there's a, there's an argument that, you know, well, this was, this was what it was building towards and this is what it is. Um, and is that good enough? Um, and I, you know, I, I, I leave that question to all of you out there listening. Um, I think a lot of you have already developed your answers over the years and I'm sure feeling a little raw right now after this game, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, UCLA is going to be a clear cut below, um, the two main contenders in the conference in Chip Kelly's, um, fifth year, Oregon and USC. Um, and you know, they beat Utah and Washington. So, all right, let's say UCLA is a strong third. Is that good enough? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Anyway, that's enough for me. Um, I'm going to write about this game now. Um, but, uh, yeah, fun game. A lot of fun to watch. Um, but a little bit of bummers on the uh, in the details. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.